Hey, I'm Ashley Jones, a Division I track and field and cross country athlete, an amputee, a paratriathlete, a speaker and believer, and you're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. the show. I'm sitting here with Ashley. Ashley, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, no worries at all. So just to kick things off here, tell me who are you and what do you do? Yes, um, my name is Ashley Jones and I am a freshman at High Point University running for the track and field team and cross country team. And I am also from Colorado. I have um, a sister, two brothers, and a mama, and I um, love the outdoors and all things Colorado. So I'm a love adventure and everything that goes along with uh, Colorado, like skiing and hiking and stuff like that. So um, big adventure, but also huge athlete at heart. So that's kind of who I am, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. That's a great in a nutshell, that's great, like you just saying who you are. So I guess if you say you're adventurous, you know, from Colorado, I'm not familiar with a lot of people from Colorado, but would you say that that um, projects in everything that you do? Do you embody that adventurous side of you in every kind of way, shape and form? I definitely try to. I think uh, living in Colorado for a couple years now, uh, it's definitely brought out a more adventurous side of me. And so like, I'm always looking for new places to explore and different things to do outside because I don't like to be cooped up. I like to explore and be in nature more than I do like being indoors. So no, I think that's definitely brought out an adventurous side of me in different aspects of life too. And just being joyful and trying to find ways to connect with people out in the outdoors and using like the skills that we all have to like connect with people. And that's become more prevalent um, since I moved to Colorado and I've experienced more adventures. Of course, I guess the best way to frame that would be experiencing things kind of wears off on you, right? Like once you Mm -hmm. get out, do it you just want to do more and you want to do more and you just want to keep experiencing those things for sure so talk to me about your athletic career this far like you are a runner right I am yes and so talk to me a bit about that how did you first find running yes I've dipped my toes in a couple of sports now um, throughout my uh, athletic career but I originally started off as a soccer player and played soccer ever since I could run. And then about two years ago, I decided to step away from soccer and start competing in triathlons actually, and try my hand in that sport. And I absolutely love this sport because I think it's solely based on 
Um, it's obviously an individual sport, so it's based on your capability mentally a lot more than obviously there's physical components, but how far you can push yourself mentally. And I love that aspect of sports. And so I started competing in triathlons and last summer I competed in two triathlons and competed also at the national level, at the paranational level. And during that time, I was so used to the camaraderie of a team and team sports that during my time of uh, training for triathlons, I asked my high school coach at the time if I could run with a track team and he said yes. And so I started running um, for the track team and that was my junior year of high school. And then I jumped to, jumped into some competitions and realized that I actually really love this sport as well. And so I was simultaneously running track at the time while I was training for triathlons. And then my senior year, I ran cross country and just absolutely fell in love with it, but also loved the training. And that's what also brought me to high point is the track and field team. And so um, the whole recruitment process has was amazing. And that's how I ended up here for many reasons, but one being uh, the track and field team. And that's kind of my journey as a runner. I'm still relatively new to this sport, but I'm so ambitious and trying to just learn as much as I can and try different things, take some risks and see what happens. So the training that goes into both triathlons and track and field, is it very similar or do the two worlds kind of live in their own separate way? No, I think they relate a lot more to each other than um, say a team sport would because again, like it's very individualized and although cross country is more of a team sport and so is track and field, um, there's a lot of individual aspects that you need to work on. Um, like during triathlons, you have to be the one putting in the work outside of your training. So whether that's recovery or working on what you're eating or whatever that might be. And I found that a lot more prevalently in triathlons and running than I did ever in soccer. Um, so they have a lot in common. The biggest for me is the mental game of things and learning to um, cope with the endurance and like hurt that comes with triathlons and running because you're just, it's all out and it's only you. So you have no one to rely on. Yeah. It's also, I mean, I'm a runner myself and it's nice when you kind of just, you're just with yourself. You're alone. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you have you to talk to, you have your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, you know, running through your own body. And it's how you take those emotions and feed it into what you're doing. That makes you better. Yes. So talk to me about your journey to this point. You mm -hmm. have always been and always been you know keen on getting out and doing stuff did that mm -hmm. start early or did you find that later yeah I I grew up in a very adventurous household and we were all athletes and we're most of us are still athletes um, my sister plays soccer at the collegiate level as well and so we grew up in a household where if we had a free weekend we'd be doing something whether that was um, going to the beach at the time because I grew up in Southern California or um, going to the mountains or taking our RV and going um, fishing or camping or whatever that might be. So 
I always grew up in a very adventurous household and that only rolled on to my older years now. Um, and, uh, and so I moved to Colorado eight years ago now and our family has settled into the whole lifestyle there. Like I said, we just adore it. Um, but my life has definitely taken a lot of different turns in the last couple of years. One being, um, I lost my father. It's going to be almost, it's going to be five years in March. Um, and so that was definitely a turning point in my life because he was such a pivotal part of our family and a stronghold and a strong person in our family. And so that was really difficult. That was during my eighth grade year. And then three months after that occurrence, I was in an ATV accident um, up in the mountains of Colorado. And because of that accident, I'm now a right arm amputee. And so these are two very different lifestyles than I pictured of having in my life, of being a daughter without um, a father, and then also the whole world of an amputee. And so that's kind of been my journey for the last four years is using my sport as a driving factor for a lot of encouragement for me and knowing that I can still test myself and push myself in the realm of sports um, and not limiting myself because I'm an amputee. And so it's been a journey for sure, but I have to say that fortunately it's been pretty positive and I'm still recovering. I'm still learning, but I feel like I am grasping this new life that I um, am a part of. So that's a little bit more about me. Um, and yeah. So Ashley, it's not easy, you know, what you've gone through but being able to put what you've experienced into what you now do and what you've been able mm -hmm. to accomplish is massive. And I really hope you realize that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Of course. So moving forward, I know, like I said, it wasn't easy. So talk to me a little bit about the times where you didn't think that you could keep going. Yes. Yeah. And there were a lot of times and there's still hard days, obviously, but during that time where things were really fresh, it was um, sometimes hard to know like exactly how to take the next step in doing things. And there, even though they're two similar occurrences because you're grieving in two different ways, they're very different in the aspect that like losing someone you love is definitely more emotional and like dealing with more of like a broken heart. And then when I went through the, an amputation, it was the grieving of the loss of my arm, but that one's a whole different aspect of, uh, rehabilitation and, um, and trying to take the next steps, um, with prosthetics or, uh, coming back to the sports that I loved. And so during those hard times, I would just try to take a step back from what I was experiencing and really just focus on like the little things that I could do in order to keep taking steps forward. Um, for example, in the hospital, I would just start really little and I would start by like tying my shorts in the hospital and learning how to tie with one hand. And then I got a whiteboard and I started writing my name and words so I could teach myself how to 
right with my left hand because I was right-handed before my accident. And so it was just small things that build up to be bigger and bigger things and showing myself that I could be capable of these things. And I'm a very independent person. And so I have always been very determined in that aspect of this journey is really trying to figure out things on my own because one day, and I'm realizing that now living in a dorm and being in college, that it is a lot of individual tasks. And so I've just been really intentional about um, conquering the challenges before me because I know eventually they'll come up again. And if I don't learn how to do them now, I'm never going to learn how to do them. So So it's about taking it upon yourself to learn how to adapt to what has been put in front of you. Exactly. And there's always a point where you have to lean on others and lean on different aspects of your life, whether whether that's faith or whatever that might be, because there were a lot of days where I felt like I had no more strength and it was frustrating and um, I had questions and all of that. But uh, yeah, just really investing into myself because I knew I was capable of more. And that's where that's what's brought me to today, like running at the collegiate level, because I knew that even though I became an amputee and my accident did happen, I knew it wasn't stopping me from where I could be. And that competitive drive definitely drove a lot of my actions. Right. And I guess that's something to say about it. You know, there is a good kind of competitive, you know, what's mm-hmm. pushing, what's inspiring you to, you know, make shit happen. Exactly. So talk to me a bit about your rehab journey. How did that look? Yes. Um, like I said, I started with the little things and I spent hours and hours in PT and OT coming back from my amputation and they just started with the little things there too. So in occupational therapy, we just started with tasks that I would be encountering every day at home or at school. And then one of the big things was learning how to write again and how to cope with that because usually as human beings, we learn how to write from a young age and we never have to do it again. So learning how to write again at uh, 14, it was definitely a journey in itself. Um, But then I was competitive and I saw my sister still um, running on the soccer field and I wanted to get back out there. And so I worked with my PT and my soccer coach to learn how to play soccer um, as an amputee. And the biggest aspect of that was learning how to balance again. Like I'd strike a ball and I'd lose my balance or it wouldn't be as strong as it was. And so I definitely had to adapt to um, that whole aspect of things, getting back onto the soccer field. But then a lot of adaption came from training for triathlons and now running because triathlons, I had to completely adapt my bike and move all of the gears and the brakes to my left side and um, learn how to lift um, safely and properly um, with um, one arm and learning how to still strengthen my back muscles without um, tweaking any muscles to my left side. And so that's been a journey for both triathlons and running is learning how to lift and learning how to properly recover um, in order to be healthy and to keep my upper body strong and my lower body 
because it's it all works in a chain. So, yeah. No, but that's huge. And like, look at you now, you know, you've competed at a paranational level, you know, you compete mm -hmm. uh, with your university and it's, it's those things that you can reflect on and look back, you know, later on in your life and say, holy crap, mm -hmm. I made there. look what I overcame to get here. So talk mm -hmm. to me now about, you know, how you compete, where you compete, the teams that you compete with. Yeah. So my university is in the Big South Conference, and so we will be competing in that conference. Who knows with um, everything that COVID brings, when we will be competing. But as for right now, we're doing a lot of inter-squad competitions and races. Um, so that's been really fun, and we're still uh, like pedal to the metal in training. We're really working hard here, and we're not giving ourselves a break just because of COVID. And I, I've genuinely loved that being here because I've had to adapt to this new caliber of training and I thrive on, um, opportunities where I'm able to really push myself both mentally and physically. So I've loved that aspect of college training so far. And like you said, I can reflect back on all those things that have been really incredible in my life, but I really can't wait to see what the future holds because I'm not stopping anytime soon. And I'm, that's what I'm most excited about is um, I know this is only the beginning and I'm really looking forward to what the future holds um, for college and beyond. So being able to feel that way about the future, you know, being able to look forward to something that takes mm -hmm. inspiration so what mm -hmm. inspires you a lot of things do inspire me and a lot of it does come from family ties I think my, I have I have a twin sister and she's one of my biggest inspirations because she has a similar mindset to me where you don't give up and um, I've seen her through this whole process as well and She's been one of my biggest supporters. And so um, she's one of my biggest inspirations because um, she hasn't given up and she's one of the strongest people that I know. And so she's one of my biggest inspirations for sure. I'm going to jump in and say that I also have a twin sister. Um, oh, no way. Who's older between you two? I am. One by one minute. <laughs> one minute. Holy, I'm... I'm six minutes younger than her, and I'm just going to throw it out there right now. I know she's going to listen to this episode, and I also want to say that, you know, she inspires me. It's nice to have yes. that bond with somebody that you share something so personal with, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yes. So, yeah. And so the relationships that you've built in your life, honestly, friends, family, mm -hmm. for example, your twin, those are driving forces. You know, those mm -hmm. are your that's why you keep going yes are there any athletes out there or you know just human beings in general that you would say you look up to as well oh definitely I find a lot of inspiration from a lot of athletes and definitely I love cheering on a a lot of Colorado athletes from where I'm from so um like there's a bunch in Boulder, like the Tin Man Elite guys and all of them. They're definitely people in the running world that I look up to. And on the girls' side of side of things, the Bowerman team and like um, different girls like that. Um, so that's where I find a lot of inspiration. But from 
more of like the amputee side of things. I mean, Bethany is an awesome human being. Um, I've got the chance to spend time with her and get to know her. And she's just a, like a beast. Um, so I have a lot of uh, respect for her and she's continued to chase after what a lot of people think she couldn't do too. And that's where um, I think I'm coming from too. So I can relate to her a lot on that aspect of things. So, I mean, there's a lot of athletes that, that are doing some pretty incredible things in the running world right now. And so it's really cool to just watch them do that. Um, and so those are some of the athletes that I gain a lot of inspiration from. And so when I, you know, reached out to you to be a part of this podcast, mm-hmm. um, I found your story on runner's world right? Yes. They feasted on you. They featured you. And I guess I really just want to know what your reaction was when you found out that they wanted to do a story on you. Oh, I was definitely floored for sure. Um, it's, it's just been a crazy process in that realm with a lot of things because I have to, um, sometimes I just question why, why, like why me sometimes? And you know, I'm just trying to put my best foot forward. And if I can inspire someone along the way, that's amazing. And that's what, um, you know, I feel like I'm here for too, is to just like, if I could encourage someone for one day, um, that would encourage me and that does encourage me to keep going. And so I was really floored by the request to do a story on me. Um, because I, like I said, like, I'm also really new to the running world. And so I was obviously a little intimidated, but uh, it was just a phenomenal process. They have amazing people working there and the editors and um, the reporter that I worked long hours with, they did an incredible job. So yeah, I was definitely honored to be featured and have a a lot of respect for that um, company as well. So what was the experience like? Uh, reading about your own story afterwards. Mm-hmm. That was also pretty surreal just because of also the platform that I was presented on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, reading my story, because when everyone was reading it, that was the first time I was reading it too. So um, a little bit of nerves just to kind of, you know, see what was actually written and their interpretation of what I said too. So I was quite um happy with how it turned out and I think they represented me really well in my ambition and what I've been through and so I was really happy with how it turned out yeah it really was a great piece and you just said a key word that I'm going to use as a transition into our next question here um obviously they spoke about your ambitions but I want to share that now on this platform what are some goals and ambitions that you have moving forward. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I just want to keep moving forward with a lot of grit and taking a lot of risks. Um, in the collegiate level already, I found that, um, everyone's here for a reason and no one's just, uh, putzing around. And so I love being in an environment where people are here to get better and here to win different conferences or championships. And so my ambitions for the future are to just contribute to this team as much as I can and put my best foot forward for my teammates, my coach, 
um, and everyone that is contributing to the team. Um, and who knows what the future brings as well. Um, I would love to have the opportunity to one day compete at the Paralympic level and see where that journey would go as well. But that's a couple years down the road, I think. And right now I just am in a place where I'm open to all the new experiences that collegiate running brings and also just keeping my ears open to listening and learning and soaking up everything that um, is in front of me right now. And what's the best way to do that? For me, it's just been asking questions and trying new things out for lifting, especially. Um, It's been a lot of trial and error to um, load myself as much as possible and also like get the benefit as the other girls are doing, but just adapting to what we're doing. And fortunately, my coach has just been really great here to um, take time and trial and error a lot of things with me. And so, um, yeah, it's just for me, um, it's just been opening my ears, asking questions, trying things out and not being afraid to um, be bold in my approach in training as well. And even though I am a freshman here, like taking some risks and trying to gain the respect of my teammates and coach. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, every single day, something new is going to come your way, but you're hungry, you're ambitious, mm-hmm. you want to make stuff happen. And I think that that really comes across in everything that you're saying and everything that you have done up to this point. Thank you. Yes, that's that's the intention. And I really am going to do my best to keep that at the core. And of course, I'm not perfect, but that's the intention. So when you wake up every morning, I mean, every day is going to be different, but I'm just mm-hmm. very curious when you wake up in the morning, what goes through your head? Um, let's see. Well, I usually wake up pretty early for practices and, um, just there's always like that split moment where you wake up and like all of like the thoughts flood in your mind. Like, where am I? What am I doing? What are we doing today? What are we getting done? And, and so just trying to, um, prepare myself for the day and also the week, I think, um, nothing, too special in that aspect of things, but, um, just learning how to prepare myself and, um, set myself up for the day. Uh, I've had to really adapt to, um, putting aside time to get the things that I need ready, um, in the morning as an amputee, because it just takes me more time in the morning to do things. And so, I, I have to really like set aside time to put together what I need for practice and school and different things like that. So I think that's the only thing that's really unique waking up, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, like I said, it's going to be different every day and you're going to wake up and you're going to want to try this or get rid of this or, and it's mm-hmm. just like a process of like trial and error, like you've said, of just weeding out what doesn't work and making room for everything that does. Exactly. And I think that's just human nature too. Um, Not just from the side of being an amputee or whatever, but I think that's just human nature is you work to towards the things that you want to do and you discard the things that you don't want in your life or you don't want to do and things that find you find joy in or not. So, 
So as someone who's had to make a lot of shifts in their life, mm-hmm. was it ever an option for you to change paths? Because like you've said, you've, you know, you've always played soccer. You've always been mm-hmm. athletic, athletic, adventurous, and wanted to experience everything that life had to offer. But was there ever a moment in your life where you thought that because of what's happened, it just wasn't going to work anymore? Yes, there were moments like that. And I think the biggest moment for me was that switch between soccer and training for triathlons. But to be honest, like there was never a point in the hospital or after where I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm not going to be an athlete. It was just, it's who I am to my core. And so there was never moments where I was like, you know what, let's just give up on this whole thing and we'll just like do be a student and maybe plug into some clubs or whatever. It was never that point of things. Um, so yeah, there is never a significant time period where I was questioning a lot of what I was doing. Um, I've definitely questioned things, but it hasn't been to a point where I'm going to completely change my life to a different route. No, that's, that's totally fair. I mean, when you know, you know, Mm-hmm. And I get no. Yes, for sure. So what would you say to anyone listening right now? Somebody that, you know, if they came across your story, if they came across who you are as a person, and you could say one thing to them, to mm-hmm. those people that feel like they can't do something, that feel like that mm-hmm. there's so many people in their way, what would you tell them to get through it? Mm-hmm. I would say per- first have patience with yourself and don't always take yourself so seriously. I think life is meant to be lived and enjoyed and it can be through amazing things like athletics or adventuring, but have grace with yourself and enjoy the process of where you're trying to get to. And little do you know that you can be a lot grittier, a lot more ambitious than you even are right now. If you're just willing to invest in yourself, invest in others, be kind to yourself and yeah, trust the process along the way. No, absolutely. Like we've said many, many times in this episode, it's one day at a time. You know, you Mm -hmm. take, you take what you get that day and you give it everything you have. Exactly. So just to wrap things up, Uh, I have this segment on these episodes. It's called the mountain minute. So it's a rapid fire round of questions where, you know, they're, they're simpler. They're a little more personal. um, Okay. But let's the audience know a little bit more about you on a less serious level. Okay. Fun. (laughs) So are you ready? Yes. This This is is the mountain mountain minute. Three, two, one. Favorite movie. Um, uh, blind side. Favorite food? Pasta. Go-to breakfast? Um, oatmeal or omelet. Favorite song? I'm really into Justin Bieber right now, but I'm also a country artist, or country fan, so that's not really specific, but yes. Have you heard Holy? It just came out. Yes, I did. It's good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Where did you first hear that song? I just heard it two days ago, actually. What is your guilty pleasure song? Oh, I don't know. Maybe some just like 
extreme pump up songs, um, like just pop culture, just regular pop songs. Yeah. Favorite day of the week? Definitely Friday or Saturday. Least favorite day of the week? Monday. Favorite color? Blue or gray. What time do you usually go to bed? 10, 11. What time do you usually wake up? 6 o'clock or 5.30. If you could make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? Probably a tiger. If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? Probably, from my point of view, the stigma that um, disabled people, and I, I hate that term, I don't consider myself disabled, but that they can't do something because they definitely can. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Oh, I don't know. I was asked this question a couple days ago, and I don't know. I like being Ashley Jones. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Being able to read people's minds. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Coffee or tea? Tea. Rain or shine? Ooh, um, rain occasionally is always good. Day or night? Night. Favorite number? 21 or 7. Where do you want to travel? Ooh, uh, Europe for sure, and I want to travel back to Thailand and probably Australia. Fill in the blank. This podcast is? Awesome. <laughs> I get that answer a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you do a great job. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, open up, you know, be vulnerable, but also share your story. I think it's, it's very unique and it's very necessary. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Well, all the best and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, all the best. Talk soon. Thanks, guys, for tuning into another episode of the Mountain Movers podcast. Now, if you are an iTunes listener and you enjoyed what you heard, Please feel free to, you know, leave a rating, leave a review. Let me know what you think. Ratings help this podcast grow, which essentially will grow the Mountain Movers community. And that's all I can hope for. Building this community where it's okay to be heard. It's okay to open up and let people know how you are, how you're feeling, what you're up to. Until next time, keep climbing. Love always. Jake.